Hello, everybody. This is Tom Eckert here. You're listening to my podcast, Numerology, a GPS for the soul. This is your place to learn about the true power of numerology and how to use it to bring out the best in yourself, understand your loved ones better, take wise decisions, and prepare for your future. In other words, how to live your life aligned with your true destiny. Take your time to educate yourself and share these podcasts with your friends and family so they too can enjoy the great benefits of numerology. Enjoy! Hello there and welcome to all my listeners to yet another episode in this wonderful podcast about in-depth numerology. Today we're going to talk about a topic that I've been waiting for. I've been waiting to kind of like post an episode about this, basically about the difference and also the convergence of the numbers eight and nine. Um, but before I go any further, if you're new here, welcome. Um, in this podcast, we discuss numerology as a, as a path for inner transformation, for spiritual growth, for self-understanding. And my personal approach is to make numerology accessible and applicable for everyday life matters. And I do my best to provide you with grounded information so that you can apply numerology in order to live a better, more conscious, and more balanced life, especially aligned with your soul and purpose. Now, before we start, I want to invite you to a spiritual summit. I will be taking part in with many spiritual experts in many spiritual fields. Now, I will be one of those experts. This summit lasts for three months and is full with a lot of varied and fascinating information and is completely free to join. Now, I will give you more details about this and how to register in the end of the episode. Now, here are a few ways, if you're new here, uh, a few ways you can dive deeper into numerology. First way is you can book a numerology reading with me. And in a reading, you can ask any question that is burning in your life and get precise answers. You can read more about numerology readings and contact me through the link in the episode description. If you wish to study numerology on a deeper level or even pursue it as a career, I'm inviting you to check out my numerology study paths. First of all, you can check out my self-study numerology course to learn the fundamentals of numerology at your own pace. Or if you want to go deeper, you want to get certified, you want to become more professional, you can sign up to my complete path of certification from beginner to numerology expert and get certified as a professional numerologist. To read more about both, you can check out the links in the episode description. And now without further ado, let us dive into today's topic. So over the years of teaching numerology, I realized that many students find it hard to differentiate between the subtle qualities of strength of numbers 8 and 9. 
I've also been asked a few times in the past to create an episode about this topic. So today is this day. After all, being a good numerologist is about is all about understanding the numbers very intimately and deeply so that we can properly and correctly apply them to natal chart readings and also to predictive readings. Now, no doubt these two numbers um, right there at the end of the scale, 8 and 9, are two powerhouses, each in their own right. Both express a lot of fire, a lot of dynamism, and a natural need for action in their lives. And yet, they are not the same. In fact, they have some important fundamental differences that I will try to point out and hopefully help you understand for yourself um, what the differences are so that you can actually apply them to yourself and to others. Now, the first element I want to talk about is the element of leadership or the quality of leadership. I think this is by far the most um, confusing element for most of my students at least, right? So, for example, very often I hear my numerology students describe eight people with a core number eight as a leader. Now, they know that eight is powerful, ambitious, very able and capable, tends to push to a high position. And so it is very easy, I would say, to imagine that eight is a leader, almost as a, as a consequence of all these qualities. However, this is exactly where I will make a subtle distinction so that you can understand the difference between the eight and the nine in regards to leadership. And so number eight is much more of a manager, a strategist, a very skilled one, by the way. And I would say less of a leader. Allow me to explain. Um, they can certainly be powerful managers. They can even um, lead very big teams and companies right? Supervise people, etc. Does that require some level of leadership? Yes, for sure, it does. And still, it is not one of the essential qualities of number eight. Why? Because number eight is more motivated by power and the wish to have control or the ability to exert power and influence over others. So their aim is to achieve personal success. And this is a very important point because the motivation is key to understanding the difference between leadership and management. Let's talk about number nine to kind of you know, expand on that. 
Now, number nine, on the other hand, is what I would call a true leader. Think Mahatma Gandhi. Think Martin Luther King. Think Mother Teresa. These people had a profound ideal motivating their heart, their soul. They cared deeply for something bigger than themselves. And their commitment was dedicated to that end. Their dedication was also contagious and created a sort of aura, we can say, an energy field. And they managed to impact many, many people and change their lives. In fact, their heart dedication to their causes and their visions have led many people to naturally want to follow them. You see the difference? It's, 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 they did not try necessarily to exert that power, okay? But rather, their entire being was dedicated to something. They stood for something, for a greater cause. And that, in turn, attracted, right, other people. Was beckoning many people to come and follow them. Now, that's the power of a leader. It is not about exerting power, but about being able to guide and usher people into a new and hopefully better reality. Now, naturally, it is also a question of how we define leadership, right? How do we define this term? Now, some people may agree, some people may disagree with me, but this way or the other, I'm trying to point here to a fundamental difference in motivation between eight and the nine and what each of them is actually trying to achieve. Now, if you understand that properly, right, you will be much better able to analyze and delineate your own chart and that of the people you love and understand their motives, what actually moves them in life. And also when you happen to move into a period cycle, let's say a cycle or a pinnacle or even a challenge, right? Or, or um, when your table of events, right? They all change and suddenly there's an eight energy or a nine energy. You'll be able to pinpoint that subtle but very, very important difference. So, so bear with me and hear me on here. Hear me out here. So in my observation and understanding of this term, leadership, I would actually say that number eight is much more of a powerful manager, okay? It's like, it's about managerial qualities. I would say that compared to nine, they are much more down to earth and they naturally aspire to achieve material success. They're goal-driven, and they have a good understanding of the material world. And they can actually attain a high level of a mastery over the material world. They can be amazing at managing resources and, and people. Okay? 
but remember, it's about managing them. Imagine, you know, the boss, you know, kind of entering, entering the, you know, the, the workspace and says, okay, everyone, so today, you know, this is our goal. And whoever achieves it in the next two to three hours is going to get a bonus. Okay. And he, so he manages to kind of like get people into action. That's a good manager, but this is not necessarily the role of a leader. Okay. So I would say as leaders, they may not be as good because their motivation is not one of a leader. It is not broad enough and has other interests because that's not what the eight is wired to do and be. Number nine, on the other hand, is not necessarily grounded or even as talented in managing as number eight. But what it does have that number eight doesn't is a vision. And not only a vision, but a vision that is much more often moved from the heart and soul to bring forth the manifestation of a greater truth of real justice and spiritual expansion. So in other words, nine truly cares. It cares about something that is bigger than itself. You could also argue that eight cares, but when you look at the motivation, eight usually wants personal gain. It wants to feel that it is able to do this and that, that it is able to tell people or to manage them or to command them, right? It wants to, it's part of the learning curve of number eight. But number nine simply cares. They have a cause to live for. And so this is a qualitative difference, a difference in interest and motivations. So they're both very strong numbers, very fiery numbers, right? Powerhouses, but with very different skill sets and intentions. So leadership, that was the first topic. And now I want to talk about the second topic that most people get confused with, with regarding to, you know, eight and nine, and that has to do with the topic of power. But before I keep talking further, if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to keep learning more grounded, in-depth and high quality numerology, make sure to click the follow or subscribe button on the platform you're listening from and become part of my numerology community. And also, make sure to check out the questions at the end of the episodes. I'd love to hear from you. It helps me know more about you, my listeners, and to provide you with better content. Having said that, let us keep going. So, both numbers 8 and 9 are very powerful, but in very different ways. In fact, I tend to address the eight's power more as force, while with number nine, I actually use the literal word power. Now, just to give an example to kind of like um, illustrate what what I'm trying to say here, when I think of a powerful eight, I think of a strong athlete 
um, who, you know, who won many trophies or a businessman who managed to reach great financial success and influence in his field. However, when I think of a strong nine, I think about someone who's journeyed through the dark, right? The dark night of their soul and has emerged into the light, into greater self-understanding in order to lead others into wisdom and illumination. Can you sense the difference between these two descriptions? Just try to sense the, the qualitative difference between these two expressions of the word power. Now, number eight is not wired to see the bigger picture on the soul level, but rather to push forward to achieve better results and feel increasing personal gain and capacity to attain influence over reality, people, and events. Number nine, on the other hand, is wired to care for greater causes see a clear vision ahead and be moved deep from within their soul to touch other people and lead them in the direction of the light. Now, these are both expressions of some form of power. However, if we want to be really precise, as I think we should, number eight deals more with force while number nine deals with power. Now, just to be clear on these words, force is the ability to exert energy in order to achieve a desired result, while power is a state of being rooted in one's own being and soul, literally being rooted in wholeness, where one's energy is united and moving from that place, right? It's a bit like force, right, is more like having powerful siddhis. And for those of you who are not familiar with that word, it's the Sanskrit word for spiritual powers, right? So it's like having the force of eight, for example. It's like having spiritual powers and being able to, for example, I don't know, read someone's mind, okay? While real power is the ability to touch a person, touch a person's soul, reach them so deeply, illuminate that inner space of theirs so that they actually change their mind and grow. Do you see the difference? I'm hope, I hope I'm managing to, to express it well enough. So these are the two main points uh, that cause most of the confusion between eight and nine. And I hope I managed to clarify that difference. And that brings me to the next point or the last point for, for this particular episode where I want to talk about what happens when eight and nine merge together to form uh, an energy unit, okay? This is something that uh, my students uh, study very deeply in the second stage study course in my certification uh, program. It's very, very important, by the way, to learn number combinations 
And it's a very uh, underrated or, or not not a, t- a topic that is not spoken about enough in, in books or um, on websites. So, by the way, I have a full episode about that. You can listen to uh, the whole topic of number combos. So, eight, coming back to eight and nine. Now, when two powerhouses like eight and nine come together as an energetic combo, do not expect this to be anything less than bombastic, right? So people with an eight, nine number combo in their three core numbers in particular, meaning life path, expression, or soul urge numbers, have a very, very powerful potential to achieve great things. My teacher says, and I second him with that, that with eight and nine together, the sky is the limit. There's so much appetite and the wish to devour life. And it's a very fiery combo resulting in lots of manifestation, lots of experience, and often, you know, grand experiences, grand manifestations. Um, And again, please remember that when I say the word grand, okay, I don't mean that everyone is meant to become a famous billionaire who changes humanity forever. Not at all, in fact. But what I mean is that one has the potential capacity of doing much or doing a lot in a very short span of time, achieving much. Um, impacting people and events or going through a lot in a short period of period of time. Um, right. So it's like some people with like eight, nine combos again in the, the three core numbers will achieve in 10 years or have achieved in 10 years, what normally people would have achieved or, you know, in, in 30 years, if at all. It's pretty astonishing. Like sometimes when you really listen to the stories of people with like, um, with eight, nine as real central core energies. Um, But then again, like every number combo, they too have a shadow side. And as you know me, I will never leave you uh, without also giving you some insight into the shadow side. That's not a complete picture, my friends, right? We are made of shadow and light of yin and yang. So due to their intensity, they may go through many difficult life experiences, almost like being thrown into many, many challenging circumstances and experiences. Everything tends to speed up and become far more intense under the influence of eight and nine. So due to their... um, you know, to their kind of like fiery nature, they can also easily gravitate into conflicts and fights, creating or experiencing destruction on their path. And I would also say that last but not least, another very important shadow side to be aware of is that the grandeur we talked about earlier can easily turn into self-aggrandizement or as... I love to use the term megalomania. And if you're not familiar with it, I recommend you Google it. So, right, so 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 eight and nine is is very powerful, very potent, and everything I said now 
I was kind of mostly relating to eight and nine as a combo showing up in one's core numbers. But everything I said now is also valid when it comes to period cycles, meaning predictive numerology. If you are transitioning, for example, into an eight cycle and a nine pinnacle, expect that to be a time that embodies the qualities I was just mentioning. For example, a lot of potential, a lot of opportunities coming your way, but also that intensity that can be very, very demanding. So it's very potent and very demanding at the same time. And it's good to be aware of that when you're actually, you know, um, how shall I say, like when you're plunged into that sort of reality to be prepared or, you know, to, to, to have the necessary inner quote unquote equipment, right. To deal with that kind of time. Now, there's much more to say about both the shadow and the light of both eight and nine as a combo um, and also individually. But for now, I feel it's enough to digest. Um, as you can see, eight and nine are both, yeah, serious powerhouses, I would say. But the motivation at the core is not the same. In the world of spiritual sciences, it is important to stay precise and not overgeneralize, not remain too ambiguous or go for the broad strokes. We want to be accurate and precise. Distinction is really what enables a good numerologist to be very precise in how they analyze you and how they give predictions or, for example, analyze a personal year. And this becomes especially important as one starts to learn numerology on a deeper level and dives into the topic of number combinations. So I hope this inspired you and gave you more clarity, in particular about you know this unique relationship between eight and nine, these two numbers uh, at the end of the number scale. Very important. Now, as I promised you in the beginning of the episode, I want to invite you to a spiritual summit. Now, I'm one of the featured speakers in this annual online event, now, in fact, in its 11th season, and it's called the Living and Elevated Existence Mind, Body, and Soul Summit, and it gathers top experts in mind-body healing, opening intuition, and manifesting to help you get unstuck and grow in the direction you want this year. It's hosted by the lovely Tammy Masterberde, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing the last name. Uh, Tammy is the number one best-selling author of the award-winning book, The Universe is Talking to You, who teaches people how to tap into the higher helpline of the universe to get guidance, answers, and signs to move you forward. Now, she created this event, this lovely summit uh, 11 years ago to help you gain access to simple yet effective tools and techniques and inspiration to create positive change and move um, uh, and, and then create forward momentum in, in all areas of your life. And what's really, really cool, as I already mentioned in the beginning, it's totally free 
to listen and to join. And it starts on January 10th, 2024, my friends. Um, just for you to know, Tammy's annual summit brings together more than 20 experts, me included, yours truly, in the following areas, just to name a few, okay? So we got their mind-body healing. We got enhancing and opening your intuition. We got mastering manifestation, rewiring the brain, removing limiting beliefs and blocks, uncovering signs from the universe, and much more. So the summit is going to run from January 9th um, until April 2024 20, uh, with only two live interviews per week so that you can really digest everything um, and a 48-hour replay period so you can truly catch every interview even if you didn't manage to be there um, live. Plus, and that's a very cool thing, each speaker... Um, we'll give away a free gift and a special offer that you cannot find anywhere else. Now, to register for free, again, and join this exciting summit, simply use the link in the episode description. Okay, my friend. So I'm excited to invite you to this lovely uh, summit. And before we wrap this up, again, if you have enjoyed this podcast and want to keep learning in-depth numerology, make sure to click the follow or subscribe button and join my numerology community. Remember to also leave your answers to the questions at the end of the episode so I can get to know you better and provide you with better content. And last but not least, Remember, you can dive deeper into numerology by checking out my numerology readings and also my self-study numerology course or in-depth numerology certification studies. All the links, my friends, are in the episode description. I hope you enjoy this episode and as always, I'll catch you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, and you want to go deeper into numerology, check out my website, tom-eckert.com. You can also book a numerology reading or even study numerology yourself through my courses. I'll see you in the next episode.